Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why I added extra L's in there. Um, welcome, welcome le, back le, to uh, the XX Mormon podcast. Um, we, we'd like to start off with uh, the sacrament hymn today. There is a green hill far away. Um, and then we'll get into, just kidding. We're not doing a sacrament hymn. That it's would, not Easter. It's it, not Easter. Are you kidding? We would do there is a green hill far away all the time. That was like the go-to. Or upon, What's a Halloween? Oh, really? It's a Halloween hymn. A Halloween hymn. Ooh, great question. He is risen. He <laughs> is risen, zombie. <laughs> that's funny. See, that's good. And that's a great segue, thank you, Counselor Davis, into our conversation today. Is nothing sacred? I don't know. I mean, judging, again, by our episode a couple weeks ago, which I sent the link to Counselor Davis. You're welcome, so that after we record this episode, you can listen to it and be like, wow, those guys are funny um hopefully or maybe you'll think we're terrible i think you're a lot more sincere than than we are um particularly more sincere than bishop jensen that's the lord called him as the bishop so that he could learn sincerity and kindness and and love <laughs> for people um yeah but uh yeah um say hi guys hi hi guys nice um yeah so okay sacredness uh, L, uh or counselor davis let's start off with you uh, how has sacredness changed from when you were in the church versus now being out of the church yeah i think that's what pushed me out of the church was that these crazy things were deemed sacred hmm. um and they were kind of asinine like when you when you thought about it like polygamy you know i guess it was a sacred experience when a supposed angel appeared to joseph smith with a flaming sword and said that you know you need to take uh, multiple women as your wives some being uh, 14 years old some being married already uh you know all taken in secrecy behind your wife's back uh you know against the laws of the land and then, you know, send out missionaries to try to dispel this idea that Mormons are polygamists. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, you know, as, as a, as a TBM, I like, I defended that and, and sometimes I didn't know how to defend that and just kind of defer to the idea that I just didn't understand. And then post-Mormonism, I'm like, no, um, for something to be deemed sacred, it needs to make sense in my mind. Uh, and then kind of work from there. And, and it's interesting. Um, I think as humans, we do know what's sacred. Uh, if we just kind of stop and kind of get still with ourselves and like actually like pay attention to uh, what is sacred. Now, with this whole pandemic thing and people are taking sides, it seems like that's a little skewed in, in terms of like what is important. But uh, to me, like people are still extremely important. Human lives are very important. And uh, just, you know, I'm just scratching super, superficially uh, right now, but we can get deeper into personal stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah that's, a good, that's my so, intro for now. Yeah. So like something being important is the same as something being sacred? That's a great question. I don't know, question. like paying your taxes, that's important, but is it sacred? No. No. I feel- That's I why I was asking, because like, you talked about things being important while you're talking about things being sacred, so. No, that's a good that's point. Why I yeah. Asked that question. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I think sacredness is like untouchable. Like it, you know, like don't disrespect it under any circumstances kind of thing. Don't make light of it. Um, yeah. Bishop Jensen thoughts. Yeah. So the Oxford dictionary defines sacred as (laughs) (laughs) well, things that are safe, like the way we were taught in the church is things that are sacred. Like it means that they're set apart or reserved for a special purpose, right? Hmm. They're not of this world. They're, and so, like, if I think about it, like, is there anything in my life that is set apart and just outside of the world that I live in, you know, set apart for a special purpose? I, I think, like, uh, grave sites, hmm. I would call there. And I think that kind of goes with what you're saying, Counselor Davis, is this reverence and respect for just human life um, being sacred. So I would say like a cemetery is not something that I would, I would respect that part piece of ground as something that is set apart for a special reason. Hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something that I wouldn't desecrate or disrespect. Hmm. Um, And it's, I think that goes along with reverence for human life but also like in a grave people go to seminary cemeteries to remember, to pay their respects to people who are deceased. So it's also like this kind of collection of human memory and you want to preserve that for other people, make sure that doesn't get disrespected. Hmm. Um, So I think that's my thought right off the top of my head is something that I would still see is set apart indifferent from the rest of the world is a cemetery. Hmm. Um, I think other people's religious sites I would see as not personally sacred to me, but because it's important to other people, I would respect it as being. Hmm. So things that mean a lot to other people, but at the same time, like there's limits on that, right? Like uh, a cenotaph dedicated to war criminals, I would not respect. Right. Right. Um, And you know, you know, a religion that was dedicated to hurting people or was actively hurting people. I don't know if how much reverence or respect I would give that. Right. Right. So I guess just like what the along in, in true Bishop fashion, just a long winded way to say the same thing. Uh, Counselor Davis was saying of <laughs> human life is sacred. <laughs> right. Well, so it, it's really interesting um, that you bring up all that stuff. And I think there's a certain like aspect of time and place that, Mm -hmm. that you're bringing with it. Um, because I'll like, if somebody had a funny gravestone, like I'll make jokes about it, but not while I'm there in the cemetery. Right. Mm -hmm. There's like, there's a time and a place for, for certain types of behaviors same thing if i was if i was visiting um you know i visited a mosque actually i just interviewed an imam a couple days ago and uh you know when i was there i go in and i take off my shoes and i and i you know am respectful and i ask questions you know is it all right if i do this is it all right if we uh, record here and um and so you know that kind of thing like being respectful of of people 
um, is interesting because especially I came into this episode, I mean, we're eight minutes in and I came into this episode thinking nothing is sacred. And I still kind of feel that way. Um, but I think there's a certain level of respect and dignity that's important to give to other human beings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I struggle with things. You, you said an interesting thing. You said, I don't think anything is sacred. And I agree with you. I don't think anything is sacred. Mm -hmm. Like anything, like although the mosque is important and I'm not like, I won't use mosque as an example. I don't think a temple, a Mormon temple is sacred because it's a thing. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's been dedicated by those that think they have the power to dedicate it. But like, it's just a building. The most important thing in that temple is the individual that's there. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And not because they're Mormon, but because they are innate, like they are, um, you know, life is so precious. And I even like talking about, you know, cemeteries and stuff. I think we, we've jumped there instantly, but the people there are dead. And I know we need to like honor their memory, but like how much, how much respect do we give to people that are alive? Right, right. And for for me, yeah. Go go ahead. I just think you know uh, the sacredness is um, it has to be um, associated with a person mm -hmm. um, because there is nothing that is like anything that we create. I don't think can hold a significant sacred sacred uh, importance. It's 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 us. It's, right. It's who we who we are. Right, and and I think. Is, to to the bit on cemeteries, I, I think me going there and and having a certain reverence um, is more toward the living people than to the yeah, deceased, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, if if I'm dead and and somebody um, somebody pees on my grave, that doesn't affect me at all. Like I'm I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Thanks for watering my plot, I guess. <laughs> but, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully that would affect my, my family, my descendants, my nieces, right? Like, hopefully they would be like, oh, that, you know, that wasn't very nice, right? Like, I think about them and the respect you're paying to the people who hold memories of the individuals in this, in this place. Um, less yeah. so about the people that, who are buried there and more about the people who have affection for the, so the memory of like them. just want to jump in here like so we're getting to that life is sacred right mm -hmm. yeah i think is so all is is all life sacred is all life sacred i think so i think so the life of life of adolf hitler paul pot joseph stalin sacred <laughs> okay we're <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but like we're going, life is sacred and right. should be treated as sacred, but are all lives sacred? I, I think, well, I, insert serial killer's name here. Is life still sacred? Right, right, right. I, th I think life is, is still sacred. Um, what their choices and actions though, I, I separate those so people can people can desecrate their own lives and make themselves unsacred by their actions i guess so they're yeah sure i guess is this associated <laughs> with uh capital punishment right like right do we have the right to end their life i think we have a responsibility to mitigate any damage that 
it could, you know, inflict on other people. Right. But I don't like, I don't know if capital punishment is, is our, is our call. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's really interesting. Um, but I guess people, people are sacred. Um, and, and things are only sacred to the extent to, to which people, um, care about them. There, we solved uh, world hunger. Congratulations. Pat yourselves <laughs> on the back, everybody. Well, I, and I think that's interesting how you say world hunger because we have like three or four individuals that are worth, you know, over $150 billion each and they could feed the entire world for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. Except we have, you know, applied not necessarily a sacredness, but an importance to money, fame, wealth, all the, all the above. Right. And I think we're, we're really missing like the valuable things right. in life. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was in a bishopric before leaving the church and the bishop that I worked with, a uh, fantastic guy, like I really loved him. Um, and he took a very pragmatic approach to helping people that, um, you know, that needed um, financial assistance. Mm-hmm. And he, he, was, he would never withhold it but he would ask them to meet with me, the, you know, the resident CPA or CPA student at the time to just talk finances. And it was just like a futile conversation every single time. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, how much do you spend on this? How much do you spend on that? Oh, you have two cell phones and a landline? That doesn't make any sense. And you spend $400 on cell phones, you know, every month. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can cut one of those out? And then after the 10 minute conversation, the individual would go back into the bishop off bishop's office and get their utilities paid for and get a food order and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, um, but he took a very, uh, very interesting approach. He's like, yeah, like we have the resources. Let's, let's help these people because at the end of the day, whether they come back to the church, they are still very valuable as individuals. Hmm. And, you know, I don't like the term saying child of God. I just, cause it's just too nuanced to the church, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, we are all like children of, of a creator. Uh, you know, are we divinely created? I don't know. Did we evolve over millions of years? Probably. Uh, but um, like we are very valuable just in the fact that we exist and that we're alive. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the kind of the Bishop's approach. Um, and he didn't hold any, anything back. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Bishop. I think like with things that are sacred, there's kind of like an association with things that are sacred being also things that are unknown or not understood. Hmm. And as we That's become more tactic in- of religion. Yeah. Yeah. It, like as we become more inquisitive as people, as information becomes more free, it's hard to find things that are unknowable or things that can't be known Mm -hmm. because it's like, even if we don't, I think that's kind of the idea now is that we don't understand it yet, but somebody's going to understand this thing. Eventually Mm -hmm. there's people doing doctorate programs to try and understand this thing. And somebody's going to understand it someday if people ask enough questions. So there's really no mystery here, right? Hmm. That can be held as, 
is sacred, right? It, I think that's a challenge to finding things that are sacred now. My, my sister, she gave birth to a stillborn baby about three weeks ago. And she knew that the baby was going to be stillborn because he was missing, I think it was the 18th chromosome. Um, and she took pictures of the baby and I was able to see pictures of the baby, but she did not send them out in kind of the close family and friends email that went out explaining what had happened. There was only, it's interesting because they took family pictures the day before she gave birth, before she went into labor. Um, and she posted that picture and she posted a picture um, of the family, but there was no, there was no direct picture of, of his name. I, I'll, no direct picture of the baby. Um, and that was only reserved for a few people, including myself, her, you know, her siblings and whatnot. Um, and that was very sacred to her because that was her little baby. And, and, you know, she didn't want to share that widely. Um, however, a couple of years ago, there was another woman who lost a baby um, who was, who had the umbilical cord wrapped around the baby's neck and, and passed away during um, birth. And she posted a picture of the baby on Facebook. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't know like how I, how I felt. I was definitely like, it was kind of this, I don't want to say car, a car wreck that you couldn't look away from, but like, I, I, I was interested to see this baby that, um, you know, fully developed, but it was a, a purpley color. Like, I don't know if, if or whatever, but it was, I couldn't not look at the picture cause it was posted on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, you know, but both of those humans are very sacred to their mothers and their families, but was the treatment appropriate or who deems like what is appropriate? And are we allowed to like judge people based on how they react to these different situations? Hmm. I think, well, like as Oxford dictionary says, like, <laughs> sacred means you're set it, you're setting it apart you're keeping it separate right so i would just say like based on the definition of the word if it means anything if you share a picture of your dead baby with mark zuckerberg and everybody else on facebook you haven't set that apart or reserved that for anything special but if you take this picture and you only share it with a close group of people and not the whole world you have kept it set apart for a special group of people you're making it sacred by not giving it to everybody, I, you know? Yeah, but I also think, you know, people, people have different ways of demonstrating um, their, their grief, their love, their loss, their happiness, all of it. And, and I think in, in cases like that, it really depends um, on the individual. You know, it's like... Uh, it's like if you are having a city council meeting and trying to figure out where in the city you should put ramps, but nobody on city council, nobody there for the meeting is in a wheelchair. Well, you know, you're not, you're not fully able to respect those people. And so I think whenever you're having a conversation about something, whenever you're working through something, I think it's important to include people who you know, might feel a certain sacredness to those things. Um, to ask them, to ask them how 
they feel about it and how they how they understand what what's going on. I don't know if that makes any sense, but hopefully hopefully that um ho- hopefully that that makes sense what I'm saying. <laughs> no, cuz like with with my sister, like some people might say, "Well, why can't we see a picture of your baby?" And these people might be asking that and they've never lost, you know, never had a stillborn baby. Right. So the, how mm-hmm. how can they how can they even like be in a position to say, well, this isn't sacred. You should share it wildly. Cause I kind of want to see the, I kind of want to see the car wreck. Right. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, and he, you know, because of missing the chromosome, he had some deformities, uh, but he had Mm -hmm. this cute little, cute little face, but it's very, very, very sacred for my sister Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. for this. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think sacredness is, uh, yeah, definitely a designation that we give two things. I think there's an inherent sacredness that we should all acknowledge, but it doesn't necessarily get widely acknowledged. And then there's individual, uh, levels of sacredness that we, that we have for, for things that are very personal and very, uh, close to us. Mm -hmm. Just going back to polygamy for a second, you know, uh, with Joseph Smith and all, uh, all of his wives, like polygamy as it's taught is, is a practice in the celestial kingdom, right? It's, it's something that we should, you know, move towards. Um, however, all the women that Joseph Smith was married to don't get any airtime. Like we don't talk about them at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, they were sealed to Joseph Smith. They were sealed to the founding prophet. Like they are probably, you know, if this was all true, they would be very important people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's they're just kind of they're just uh, a footnote in the history of the church mm-hmm. and i think that's very disparaging for believing members that might have questions about it and i think it's just yeah it's just insane and insulting to yeah. to them e- even if you're uh, an onlooker or an, a person on the outside looking in like polygamy is pretty important but these women don't get talked about it's like a hush hush like they were like hidden mistresses that shouldn't be discussed yeah yeah that's uh that's yeah it it's interesting the way the church uses sacredness um to cover things up and to kind of make excuses um but then i think then when we come out of it we have to reconstruct like what you know what sacredness even means to us and what other things mean to us um but i um yeah do we have any more thoughts or should we wrap it up here uh i'm i'm good to wrap it up oh Councillor davis has got to run yeah i have yeah. i have another meeting i have another uh sacrament <laughs> meeting to attend in the ward directly after this one. Oh, very um, very important. i'll be talking about I'll, I'll be talking about the law of chastity oh Great. Great. Always, always, a, always a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess, um, we'll, we'll close with these, with these things in the, in the name of Jesus Christ and all else that is sacred. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. Bye. See you, Mark.